What's up and welcome to the single player experience. As always, I'm your host Sebastian Malden and in this episode, I'm going to be doing something a little bit different than the norm. Normally, this show is all about single player games. We talk about the good games that you should have on your video game backlog. We talk about the bad games that you should avoid because they're poo cheese and you should avoid them like the plague. If you heard the show, you already know what it is, but in this episode, I'm going to be doing something a little bit different than Norm. Yeah, I'm going to be talking about some news that has come out recently that I feel like not a lot of people are talking about. They kind of brushed it over, and the people who did cover it, such as like people in the games industry, didn't really talk about it to the extent that I thought they would. Or, I kind of feel like they kind of just shrugged it off and said, it is what it is. And that's their prerogative, it's their show, do you boo? But I got some people who wrote in at the Pro Nerd Report slash the contact page just like you can and told me how they felt about this news. So in this episode, I'm going to be going over The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom's price increase from $60 to $70 and why I think that this is egregious. And I'm going to do all this right after the intro. DJ, start the intro, man. This is the Single Player Experience, the podcast that helps single player gamers manage their video game backlog. I'm your host Sebastian Malden and my main quest is to help you manage your ever growing video game backlog by letting you know which single player games are worth your time and money so that you can have the best single player experience. Now without further ado, let's start the show. DJ, cut the beat. Alright, you already know what it is, you heard it in the intro, we're going to be talking about Zelda's price increase. So for those of you who don't know what the hell I'm talking about, let me just read off this story. This news article was written by Anna Diaz from Polygon and it states, The price hike for the video games has finally hit Nintendo. Nintendo confirmed that The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, the highly anticipated sequel to Breath of the Wild, will cost $69.99 instead of the standard $59.99 price for first party Nintendo games. After Wednesday's Nintendo Direct, the new price of Tears of the Kingdom was reflected on the Nintendo's website. The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom is Nintendo's first major release to be impacted by the $10 price hike. The increase does not appear to affect all upcoming Nintendo games, however. Pikmin 4, for example, is priced at $59.99, as is Advance War 1 Plus 2 Reboot Camp, which finally arrives in April. When asked if $69.99 will become the standard price point for first-party Nintendo games, a spokesman for Nintendo told Polygon via email, No, we determined the suggested retail price for any Nintendo product on a case-by-case basis. Nintendo's increased price on first-party games matches other publishers' current-gen prices. Microsoft raised the prices of its first-party games from $59.99 to $69.99 in 2023. Other publishers, including Sony, Ubisoft, Take-Two, have sold new games like God of War Ragnarok, Assassin's Creed Mirage, and NBA 2K series, respectively, at the $69.99 price point. So that was a news report that I just read from Polygon. And my first reaction to this when I first heard the news was, you gotta be shitting me, right? Like, I get it. You want to be in the same market as all your other competitors and all your other contemporaries on the market at that $69.99 price point. I get that. I'm kind of okay with that. If they were giving us the same value and products as those other competitors, 
And let me just be upfront and honest with you. I'm not by any means saying that Zelda Tears of the Kingdom is a lesser game than any of those. By no means am I saying that. Zelda Breath of the Wild was one of the best games of all time to a lot of people and many outlets gave it a 10 out of 10. So by no means am I saying that Zelda isn't on the higher echelons of IP in video games right now. I'm not saying that at all. What I am saying though is that this feels like a bad time to make this move because narratives matter. How you treat people matters, and timing is everything in life. So, here's what I'm getting at. This is coming off of the heels of Pokemon Violet and Scarlet, which ran like old Serp and IHOP. I'm telling you, it was absolutely bad performance-wise. I had a lot of fun with the game, but performance-wise, no one can defend that game. That game created the narrative that maybe, just maybe, we need a new Nintendo Switch. This current iteration, this current life cycle of the Switch is seven years old and is really showing its age at this point. So what does Nintendo decide to do after that debacle? They decide to take their biggest anticipated game of 2023 and raise it by $10 just because the market's doing that, just because they can. And I've heard the discourse that some people are saying, hey, this is going to be the biggest Zelda and the biggest Switch game of all time. And for those of you who don't know, here's a news story that kind of lays out what I'm talking about here. This comes to you from a write-up from the Unofficial Controller podcast, which I was a guest on this past weekend. The Tears of the Kingdom has been in development for many years now, and it's expected to be a rather big game. If you've been wondering how massive Link's new adventure is, it's officially been confirmed on Nintendo's website to be listed at a whopping 18.2 gigs in file size. As highlighted by fans online, this supposedly makes it the biggest first party title on the Nintendo Switch. And no, we're not counting updates or anything like that here, just the base game and its release date. That's roughly 4 gigs bigger than The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild coming in at 14.4 gigabytes. Breath of the Wild also happened to be a previous holder of this title. One other sizable first party offering released more recently on the Nintendo Switch was Xenoblade Chronicles 3 taking up 14 gigs. Tears of the Kingdom also costs an extra $10 with this game priced at $69.99 USD. Nintendo has publicly stated it does not plan to make this a trend and decides pricing on a case-to-case -case basis. The file size may have played a part in this decision. Again, this write-up was done by George at the Unofficial Controller podcast. I wanted to bring that up because there were people who had the opinion that, hey, it's roughly 4 gigs bigger and that's probably a lot more content than we got in Breath of the Wild and I got like several hundred hours in Breath of the Wild so that completely makes the 10 extra dollars worth it and it's your money if that's how you feel about it that's how you feel about it more power to you but for a lot of people myself included i don't feel like that justifies 10 extra dollars especially with this game releasing on seven year old hardware let's be real about it let's ask the real question in the room what justifies the 10 extra dollars here is it just because the market is doing that or is it because you've given us four extra gigs because both of those seem like petty reasons. And this is why I say narratives matter, because I wouldn't be complaining about all this if Nintendo gave us a Super Nintendo Switch, a Switch 2, a Switch Pro, whatever the hell you want to call it, that allowed this game to play consistently at 60 FPS and 4K when it was docked. Maybe some ray tracing, maybe that's I send a little too much from Nintendo, but if it came with all those, then I get it. It's a new game on a new piece of hardware, and it's given us our bang for our buck. 
But let's be real here, boo-boo, Nintendo ain't giving us that. And I've seen Tears of the Kingdom. I've seen every trailer for that. It looks good. But you know what a lot of people are saying, though? It looks good for a Nintendo Switch game. It looks good for a game that's running on seven-year-old hardware. It looks good, but I can kind of see some of the jankiness that was in Breath of the Wild here. This is why I was saying earlier that narratives matter. If Nintendo had come out with a new console and then released this game and we were able to play it without any doubt about its performance or without any doubt about its visual fidelity, then no one would be complaining here. But that's not the narrative here. The narrative is that this price increase came off the back of Scarlet and Violet, which let's be real here, ran like a snail in traffic, and we didn't get a Switch Pro, we didn't get a Switch 2, we didn't get a Super Nintendo Switch, we didn't get jack shit. So where is the bang for the extra buck here? So let's switch gears here and tackle the other argument that people are going to have. Well, everyone else is doing it. Everyone else in the market is charging for $70, so why can't Nintendo? That, again, would be a valid statement if they were giving us the same modern-day performances that we come to expect from modern-day consoles. If they gave us new hardware that doesn't necessarily have to rival the Xbox Series S and S or the PS5, so to speak, but just gave us new hardware where we got SSDs that allowed fast loading times and just gave us 4K visuals whenever it was docked, then, yeah, sure, charge the extra $10 for all Nintendo games going forward. I get that, no arguments there. But all the other consoles, all of them, the PS5 have games to where I know those games are gonna load fast, look pretty, and perform really well. I cannot say the same thing about Nintendo. On the Xbox Series X and S, you could say that Xbox doesn't have any first party games right now. They're working on their first party catalog. All that's true, the narrative is there. Narratives matter, by the way, people, but Xbox still is allowing you to play games to the best of their abilities, so to speak. The games that are coming out, you don't look at those games and go, oh my god, like, I wish I was playing this on a better system. No, you're playing it on a pretty good system. Sometimes the game may not live up to the system that you're playing it on, but you're playing it to the best of the game's ability at that point. You cannot say the same about Breath of the Wild right now. Go back and play Breath of the Wild. It has problems. It feels old compared to games that are played today. Does it still play? Is it still fun? Yes, it's still a fun game right now, but it's showing its age a bit. Tears of the Kingdom, whether you like to admit it or not, is going to be held back by seven year old hardware. It is what it is. The game, it can come out and be a 10 out of 10. It can still be the predecessor to one of the greatest games of all time that a lot of people call Breath of the Wild. Tears of the Kingdom could be all that and still be held back because it's running on seven-year-old hardware. It is what it is. That's the narrative here. So I get the argument that people are going to have about like other games in the medium being charged for $70 and they're lesser games than Tears of the Kingdom is going to be. I get that completely. Gotham Knights, for example, was a $70 game. Did not deserve to be $70. Saints Row for the next gen came out, I think, at $70. Did not deserve that price point at all. A lot of Ubisoft games, like Skull and Bones, is going to come out at $70. I guarantee you that game is going to be worse than Tears of the Kingdom. Does not deserve that. I get that narrative, and I completely agree with you. That said, there's a theme for this episode, narratives matter, and the narrative here is that you cannot blame those games for being lesser than what they probably should have been, for being quote unquote bad games, 
on the systems. You can't say the systems held those games back. You cannot have that narrative there. Whereas on the other side of the coin, if Tears of the Kingdom has issues like draw distance, pop-in issues, polygon issues, if it has low resolution issues, if it has anything regarding frame rate dips, then the narrative around that game, if it has any of those issues, is going to be that this game did not perform as well as it could have due to the old hardware that is the Nintendo Switch. Another reason why I feel like this is egregious and I feel like this is a bad time for Nintendo to make this kind of move is because it sets the precedent, you know, that this is going to be a common occurrence. And I get it. And right now, Nintendo is saying, hey, we're just going to take this on a case by case basis. But let's be honest here. The whole market has shifted towards that $70 price point and they're not just going to just charge $30 or $60 for half of their library. Eventually, they're going to charge $70 for the whole thing. And that kind of rubs me the wrong way if we don't get hard, new hardware for one, but two, if they don't step up the quality of some of their other party games that they're going to be charging these $70 price points for. Zelda Tears of the Kingdom is one thing. That game is going to be probably hundreds of hours worth of content for a lot of people, and it's probably going to be the premier title of the Nintendo Switch. They're crude to got gross, so to speak. I get that. But... Let's look at some of the other games that have come out for the Nintendo Switch that if we had to pay $70 for, a lot of us would be pissed. Let's be honest here. All the Mario sports games that came out this generation, they underperformed. They were trash. Some of them were even poochies, if I'm being honest with you. Mario Golf, Mario Tennis, and Mario Strikers did not have the quality that we've come to expect from a Mario game and from a Mario sports game. And to charge those games at $70 going forward would just be, it'd be a bad look. Let's just be honest here. It would be a absolute bad look. In addition to those, Nintendo is known to give us remastered games. That That's kind of their brand and butter. They take old games and they're going to give it to you and force feed it down your throat about six times. They're going to make you buy the same game over and over and over again. And a lot of people are going to do it because the nostalgia works. Hey man, everyone loves the nostalgia drip. But imagine if they started pricing a lot of their nostalgic games, such as their remastered Zelda collection or the remastered Zelda games, or like the Mario 3D collection. Imagine if they charged that for $70 instead of $60. My point is, more often than not, Nintendo is going to charge you full price for that nostalgia trip. Every once in a while, you see a game that's an old school game that they put out for a discounted price. But... Those games are few and far between. Most of the time, you're paying full top dollar for those games. And then my last point, the final point why I feel like this is a bad look for Nintendo is because they never have sales for their games. They never discount them. They're always full price. Zelda to this day on the Nintendo eShop. Right now, that game is charged at $60. That game came out in 2017. Whereas God of War right now, I, I'm talking about God of War Ragnarok. This game just came out. I can find that at a discounted price. Right now, I can find Horizon Forbidden West right now on PlayStation Store right now, which is a very underrated game, by the way. You should definitely check it out. For $30 right now, and that's the PS5 version. It's on sale currently. I can find games like that. Xbox has Game Pass. You know, they're playing by different rules, but you always can find Xbox games for cheap especially first party games. That said, Nintendo games are always gonna run you at full price for the most part. Maybe you might get a $10 discount every once in a while, but come on, man. 
$10 discount at $70 is the price we normally pay for video games anyways. So that's why I feel like this is also a bad look. It just, none of this seems consumer friendly. None of this seems friendly to gamers. All this seems like big business taking advantage of the little guy. And I hate that. I really do. I know a lot of people are still going to play Zelda Tears of the Kingdom anyways. They're going to pay that $70. Hell, the game's probably going gold right now for people who are rushed out to pre-order the game. I get it. Do what you want to do with your money. I'm not telling you to boycott the game by any means necessary. What I am telling you in this episode is that narratives matter and this feels like a bad look for Nintendo right now. So, thank you for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> All jokes aside, thank you for listening to my rant. If you didn't like this episode, give me feedback and join the Single Player Experience Discord server or hit me up at the Pro Nerd Report contact page and tell me, stop doing episodes like this. Hey, we just want single player games and I'll completely respect that. You know, I am here to serve you, the fans, and give the people what they want. That's what I'll do. So let me know, give me some feedback on whether or not you like this kind of deep dive rant kind of episode. If you do like it, maybe I'll do one of these every once in a while or whenever something like great or bad happens in the video game industry. If you don't like it, let me know and I can always go back to the tried and true method. That's it. I always like trying different things out. I always like spreading my wings and trying new adventures. So thought I'd try something different here. Before we go, though, I just want to remind you that this is your money. Do whatever you want to do with it. If this seems egregious to you, then vote with your wallet. If not, have fun playing Tears of the Kingdom. I always want gamers to have fun playing single player games. That's what the show is here for. I also want to let you know about the Single Player Experience Discord server. It's the perfect place for single player gamers to talk about the good single player games they've been playing lately and to get video game recommendations. Think of it kind of like a book club for single player gamers. The link to join will be in the description. Once you're in, feel free to share your video game backlog list, talk about the good games you've been playing, or give your feedback on the show. If you have a game that you think should be recommended or that you think I should talk about, let me know in the Single Player Experience Discord server. I'll see you there. Before we go, I just want to thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Stay safe, stay gaming, and I hope to catch you in the next one. Peace!